Welcome to the first ever episode 241 of the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Hi, Tim. How you doing? I'm good. I'm growing my hair out officially until Extra Life so Andy can cut it. This was decided in the pre-show. Until next July. (laughs) We do a pre-show. November, Fran. Do you even care about kids? Do you even care about sick kids? Yes, Extra Life. I thought you said next July. Oh, shit. Uh, You mumble. Oh, Oh, I mumble. You haven't slept in four days, but it's on me. (laughs) Fran Mirabella, the third FM3 underscore on Twitch himself. You're joining us once again. Best hair in the business. Thank you. Greg's coming in for the cup, though. That's what I'm doing. This is a good haircut. So so what's the deal with this? Fran's going to cut it or Andy's going to cut it? Andy's cutting it. I'm going to cut it. But I'm going to style it. Can I help style it? Or wait, no, you might want to style it. I don't know. Can we have Patreon people donate to for the style they want? No. <laughs> well, this is an extra life no. thing. This is a... oh, can we have extra life people donate? Then? Maybe. Maybe. I'm not against it. Mm. I don't they... want a mohawk. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Reverse it's mohawk. Greg. I'll take it. You heard it here first. Huh? Selling small Ziploc bags of your hair. Oh, oh, no, I totally want to do that, yeah. Sell your hair. If you definitely. remember when I had the cancer and Randy cut my hair on up at noon, I saved the hair in a bag, but we hadn't gotten to the point yet where we, we did Patreon stuff yet, so I just had a bag of hair on my <laughs> desk for like a year and a half. Oh, my God. <laughs> and eventually I just threw it away because I was like, I don't know what to do with this. I Think know. if I still had it now. Yeah. We'd be in the money. We'd have a fucking new studio uh, space on top of the studio space. That would be what we give away next year for the Intercontinental Website Championship. (laughs) We'd be be swimming in hair. We would be. Andy, is it a secret what you want to do with Kevin's hair? Kind of. Okay. Okay. When people should have to wait because it's freaking fantastic. Is it put in a toaster? I never agreed to anything. You seemed really down, Kevin. He's going to look awesome. It's going to be great. I don't know. And the former informer, is that what we're going with? That's what I think we're going with, yeah. Imran Khan, That's how are you doing? Name. I'm doing great. Like how about that. you? You might have the best name out of anybody ever. <laughs> it rolls off the tongue. I really it's, appreciate it's it. It's so good. I feel like you haven't been here for a long time. I uh, missed you. I was, yeah, I missed last week because I was at that Star Wars thing that kind of sucked ass, honestly. Oh, really? Yeah. Explain. Like, so they told us, okay, you're going to get What's hands Star Wars? on. So at Lucasfilm, they said they were going to do like a big. Force uh, Friday. Force Friday. Triple yeah. Force Friday. Triple Force Friday. And it was a reveal of merch, right? It was a reveal of merch, but they told us that we'd have hands on with a Jedi Fallen Order. So oh, I went okay. there as like a for another site to you know get some impressions and like write some news stories stuff like that. It didn't. So their hands-on definition is there's a TV screen playing the trailer, mm-hmm. and someone who was not with Respawn was just there explaining the trailer nice. that we had already been, been explained at by a panel. Great. Stig Asmussen was there. Okay. Would not was not able to answer any questions. Every time I stopped to talk to him about the game, the producer. Yeah, he's the the action Stig. game. Yeah. The director Formerly a PlayStation? Worked on God of War? Okay. Yeah. But he... Thanks for watching EA Play. Too busy making those <laughs> thanks videos for, for IGN. Thanks for, thanks for watching EA Too busy Play. making videos for you, Greg. That's how you treat You're, it. You're... He's got... He's spicy. He's, got, he's spicy. <laughs> I like it. I was like one day. He sorry. went and hung out at TwitchCon with all these 14-year-old streamers, and he's come back with a goddamn teenage attitude. Hey, cool kids. <laughs> Pretty much. You hear Greg sucks enough, and he starts blaming I know, again. right? <laughs> sorry. So Stig was... He was there, there. but he wasn't... Like, every time I tried to, to like, talk to him about the game, somebody from Disney would interrupt and be like, hey, no, we're not going to really talk about they that right did now. did the wave of the hand. Yeah, yeah. Oh, pretty much. <laughs> so basically, I just Watch went there, and I like... Ask this question. <laughs> <laughs> I went there and I ate like their really bad avocado toast. Oh, no. Like it was just fucking yeah, awful. Screw <laughs> <laughs> San Francisco problem yeah. ever. I don't know how you screw avocado bad toast. Avocado toast. <laughs> I mean, like it's nice to walk. Around. Have you ever been to that campus, like the mm-hmm. Lucasfilm campus? It's very nice, but it wasn't worth going. So I was like, maybe I should just gone to. Oh, this is in Presidio. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Glad I didn't go. Yeah. Go dope inside. Right. Yeah. It's. It, I would have liked to have been like, because they gave away all the Star Wars stuff at the end. I didn't really. It was just a bunch of Pez dispensers. Like this is not worth coming here, but whatever. They paid me to do it, so yeah. time. Is it flat circle, whatever? There you Imran go. was never oh, allowed money? back at Lucasfilm. <laughs> <laughs> after this. That's really pop- I keep hoping they're going to invite me for the Star Wars premiere I later think, this year, but it's good feedback. I doubt now, it. Now, when you're giving fucking reviews like this, <laughs> don't you understand how being an influencer works? He didn't like the <laughs> Mandalorian toy. Great. <laughs> the informer, you can't stop him. Oh yeah. my God. I got to inform. The kind of funny games cast each and every week right here on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. We talk about video games, all the things that we love about them. You can get the show. You can watch it live as we record it by going to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, uh, just like our Patreon producers did, Zach Parsley and James Hastings. Zach Parsley, new name. Heir to the Parsley fortune. Wow. His, his family, they were the first to plant the share crop known as Parsley. <laughs> <laughs> and here they are now watching the Kind of Funny Games cast. Thank you very much for that. Um, if you're on Patreon, you also get the pre and post show that are exclusive to those people. Great content. That's a great joke. <laughs> it was good. It was good, good. It was really if good. I get Kevin I like to go it. under his breath, share crop. <laughs> you know, I fucking crushed it. <laughs> you can also just watch this video on Mondays when it comes out. YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games for free. Or podcast services. Just search for Kind of Funny Games cast it's great we love to give options here and speaking of options uh we were looking into options for what to do with your wrong ah yes funny games cast uh because uh the nanobiologist what the fuck was that sound? Oh, wow. that sound was like on our side sounds like a refrigerator outside. going down the stairs nanobiologist has been trying to get us to do a your wrong section on games cast for a long time and uh we say a lot of stuff wrong science is available now so greg miller figured it out you can now go to kindoffunny.com slash gamescast, you're wrong. Submit uh, what we screw up as we screw it up. Screw up as we screw but it up. But the and difference here is your next plan. Next week, I'm going to, in the beginning of every episode, we'll go over the things that we got wrong. This can only leave. Why not, though, <laughs> do it at the end of the episode? We're, we're doing one. It's going to be this. how the sausage gets made. Yeah. Right? Because I want more input. I want more people okay. watching and, and being able to. Oh, so maybe just But I think next if it's, week. we fuck up a date, there's really not much more input than, hey, you fucked up the date. Right. But you it's know? corrections. It, it, I agree. You're saying the end of the show. Yeah. Well, maybe next week do it at the beginning and then later do it at the end. You know, see how it goes. Yeah, what if we, we just had it? What if we do a sister show called Kind of Funny Games Cast? You're wrong. All we do is <laughs> like you're wrong or whatever. Hey, which you can find on podcast services <laughs> around. Back up. Back up. What if we got we go. like graded based on how wrong we are? Oh. See? I, I can get Man, I'll just can only get I like that too because we, Andrea and I used to go over this on uh, Games Daily all the time. It'd be like a you're wrong. And you're like, well, that wasn't really wrong. It was, yeah. Or the, it was just like a little like comment we made, and we weren't wrong. We just didn't finish the thought, and that's like a one out of ten of being wrong. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll see, man. We'll see how it goes. I like it's that a, we have it. It's a journey, you know what I mean? Not a destination. That's what I, they teach you. In I do like the corrections. Like it's one of those things where it's easy to glance over. You say something on a show, people walk away with that as the facts. And on a show like that, it's kind of hard to come back the next week. And how do you do it? But I like this idea. Like you come back with some yeah. co- like needed corrections. Doesn't I'm happy I thought of it myself everything. with the help of Nanobiology. <laughs> So, Perfect. That was great. Uh, but I want to start talking about some stuff. Brian, you went to TwitchCon. I did. Yeah, that's why there. I was gone last How week. How was that? It was great. Uh, San Diego, I think, is the best place for TwitchCon. And really? it's there again next year. Yeah. I just it used to like, be San Jose, wasn't it? It's been all over. Okay. Truth is, never First had... TwitchCon was here in SF. Was that the first one? I thought it was first... 
It may have been. I missed the first one. Kind of funny.com. See, we're not wrong. Games cast, you're wrong. I only missed one, I think. So I've been to every other one. Nobody's ever going to talk on the show again. It's been in Long Beach. It's been in San Francisco. It's been in San Jose. It's been in Anaheim. It's been in San Diego. I like San Diego just because, like, the gas lamp district is That's crazy. Awesome, yeah. There's so much to do. Uh, it's the right place to kind of have like parties and people How, meeting up and all that. Compared to Comic Con, because I know you and I go yeah. to Comic Con every year, hold hands. Yeah. How, is it that off the chain crazy outside of the convention center? No. Uh, there was like some music thing going on at the same time. So you kind of had like, it was more like at, I don't know if it was 20 or 50,000 people. I don't even think it was that. I think it was like 20 to 25,000 okay. people like in total or something. So it's not like totally off the rails. Uh, the convention itself as well, like very easy to walk around, plenty of space. You can get into all the panels, the panels you, you it might ha be in line to get in, but then I went into a couple panels. You know, they weren't the, the most popular ones necessarily, but they were very easy to get into like the podcast format type panels. Sure. Like Alana did one, awesome one with the Sea of Thieves team. Um, and that was very easy to get in, sit down. I was on, uh, in one for the Borderlands uh, game, uh, the EchoCast extension. I almost called it the GamesCast extension. Uh, so anyway, easy to get in panels. Everybody's kind of meeting and greeting, hanging out. Um, is it only is it for like Twitch streamers, or is it for everyone who like lives the Twitch life? I it's guess. the Twitch life. It's fan. It's it, it is like a little like VidCon where you're going to meet uh, Gary Witta. Gary Witta was there. He actually got to Finally. come out. Greg, he's not happy. No about one's that. going there to meet Gary. <laughs> he's glaring at the camera. If you go to a Long John Silver's, so, you can meet Gary Witta. <laughs> <laughs> Wow! You're on it right now. <laughs> I'm and I'm the spicy one. Anyway, Gary and I had dinner actually with uh, good friends, uh, Trish Hirschberger. Oh, you know, great friend. We have cool friends, Trish. Yeah, and uh, Kate Stark. I don't know you ever met Kate Stark. I don't know if I know Kate. She's Stark. big on Twitch. Uh, she's really nice. Up from Canada. So anyway, cool place to hang out. There's, I would say, there's four major components. Easy way to break it down, right? Oh, you can, <laughs> what? <laughs> Is Andy repeating what Greg said? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, so there's four major components. It does have an esports stage, and they broadcast actually Apex Legends. I think there was uh, $500,000 on the line, so they had that whole deal going on. Uh, so esports stage. Then they have the Glitch Theater, which is always like the big, big, like couple thousand capacity. Everybody piles in the room for the big keynotes. And then when there's smaller stuff, there's nobody in this huge room of seats, which is kind of how it went. Um, and then there is a third. Oh, there's the show, the stage. Oh, sorry. There's the show floor. And that's, honestly, it's not like packs or anything. There's not like a lot of games and stuff. It's a lot of just like... Red Cross booth. Booths, yeah. Like, um, I don't know. Was there a Red Cross booth there? Yeah, my, I think it was last week we were talking about TwitchCon. And my only memory of TwitchCon in San Francisco the first time was the Red Cross booth was like popping off. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was really... That's I think awesome, though. Away. They might have, yeah, they might have had like good meetups. and So it's a lot of stuff like that. Not a lot to do, honestly, on the show for. Then the merch stage. Actually, I guess it's five things. But the... Sorry, the merch, uh, it was the atrium, by the way. If you know San Diego Comic-Con, there's a yeah. big open area. All was in there, really nice. Get merch, there's Artist Alley and all that in there. And then, uh, of course, the last thing is just go in and see panels or whatever. So I had a good time, and as usual, it's a lot about seeing people outside uh, of TwitchCon, and especially for me, in addition to meeting people for the first time. Plenty of best friends there, by the way. Thanks for coming up and saying hello. Um, you guys should come next year if you can make the time. And then um, seeing, like, I saw a lot of other streamers that I never get to hang out with, like a bunch of folks, and we even went down to the beach, and there was, like, a campfire, and we hung out the last night and that kind of thing, so it was cool. Did you not like hanging out with anyone? Did I not like, <laughs> other than Gary? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> other than that. Good job, good job. So Destiny. Yes. Two. Wow, we're going straight Shadow into Keep? it. Shadowkeep. What That's is this? That's the thumbnail. All what right. Is the That's the headline. 
Destiny 2 Shadow Keep 1. Review. Oh, here Premier we go again. Uh-oh. <laughs> I can't review the game because like, I haven't played the raid. There's a dungeon that doesn't get released until October 29th. There's like a lot of content still to be played out. What is this game called? Destiny 2 Shadow Keep. So why do That's people try to you're wrong me and say it's now called, not the expansion, say it's Destiny Fight for the Light or whatever the fuck. <laughs> New Light. New Light. New Light is the free-to-play. So it's but a Destiny's little... free-to-play. New, yeah. Destiny, <laughs> that, sorry, this, this is confusing, isn't it? You can play that content, which is Destiny 2 Year 1. Okay. That is what is free, and okay. it's now called New Light. Because I think if they just called it Destiny 2, which is the content, the original first year, yeah. it'd be confusing. Or if you said Destiny 2 yeah, year 1, confusing. that's not really very appealing to play You know that content. So it's like an MMO, Plus, basically. Like right. They're, they're ex- using expansions to show, like, well, now Final Fantasy XIV is Final Fantasy XIV right. Shadowbringers. And Bungie officially says it is an action MMO now. It is not. They don't call it a first-person shooter. Right. And for clarity, too, New Light is actually not just Destiny 2 year 1, but they've added in some stuff that they They've given to you for free over the years, and there's even newer content that comes out as part of the seasons that roll out. Um, it, it is complicated. I actually think it, I'm really glad you brought it up. I get more questions than anything else. I think from older players who've played some Destiny. Because I'm coming back, friend. Yeah, Andy are and I are back. coming back. I already I came back. Oh, I re- sorry, I'm coming back to join Andy eventually. Yeah, I really <laughs> want to hear folks that came back after a long, like, couple years or whatever, which I think is your case, Greg. But anyway, people get confused because they're like, what do I buy? And yeah, what's it called? And do I need? And it's definitely suffering a bit from that, I think. It's an intimidating, big world game now. Like, you know, not, <clears throat> I wouldn't say as big as World of Warcraft, but actually there's like a ton of content. There's, right, there's a mode called Menagerie. There's like... 12 PvP modes, and they're rotating through there. There's all these different raid names that you go into, and, like, I think it's confusing for players. They're like, what is Gambit Prime, and what's Gambit, and how do I get access if I'm this season pass? Oh, what weapon do you have? It's pretty daunting, yeah. Yeah, like, somebody asked me the other day, they're like, how do I get Outbreak Perfected? It's an exotic pulse rifle that uh, we got uh, the end of the last season, and I was like, uh, (laughs) well, it's part of the last season, and I... So I think the answer, by the way, is if you Don't. own Forsaken, you can go off, do this quest, and get it. But even I, I'm struggling to tell you the exacts because there's a season pass on top of Forsaken, which now I think they sell all together. And now, just for clarity, right, Destiny 2 Shadowkeep is the new skew, which we're going to talk about. That also comes with a season pass, but it also comes with the layer of free content, a little like Fortnite. You can think about they did the battle pass. Sure. Um, but you can play Crucible for free, the PvP mode, and there's a lot of strikes to do for free, and it's super accessible. I mean, the value to play it for free, bar none, I will say, is you absolutely should try it if you're into shooters or action MMOs, as it were. The Battle Pass is cool. Yeah, really, what do you think really of it? enjoying, like, I, I, I kind of only discovered it because I, I was... I was playing it the other night, and uh, one of my friends, Tucker, uh, was in the chat room and was like, oh, go to... Hit the start menu, go Jericho? to Seasons... Uh, no Tucker, a different Tucker. He was okay. like, "Go to uh, go go to seasons in the tab or whatever, and you could see the battle pass and what you've unlocked." So I was like three levels in. Yeah, oh, nice. you were getting and, notifications, yeah, and, and so you're like, "You unlock like knows? glimmer, you unlock like this cool thing, this cool add-on, whatever." It's like, "Oh, this is pretty neat." To it, it seems more, um, I guess, easy for my brain to understand. Right. Where I'm used to Fortnite's battle pass, I'm used to Apex's battle pass. Exactly. It's kind of like they're speaking my language now, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, they wanted to give you rewards for just playing the game, 
technically you kind of were getting them before. And again, it's something that Destiny is still going through and figuring out. Like you play the game and even you, you know, you've played it before and came back, you were getting these rewards and you still weren't even sure where they were. There's so much in the UI. I mean, it's a nice problem to have now. We and came out of the first Destiny, which you like span, spun, spun around on Mars and collected something called spin metal and your brain melted out of your ear out of boredom. That was the first like month, you know, and they've, they've added so much to Destiny. As someone that doesn't, play like i don't really play this sort of thing and i don't i'm kind of i never bought a battle pass from the outside looking in they seem a lot like work and having multiple battle passes for games seems like sure. a lot of work great actually i think question andy i wouldn't just uh it looks like the battle pass for ease of the eyes i think but would you call it a battle pass that you're like paying for this content no it's not no quite to, me, like to that. me it's just i've kind of just been unlocking these things as i'm progressing and doing story missions right. or Side missions, like I, I'm yeah. There's not like challenges. Like, and, oh, cool! I unlocked this yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and by the way, for, it does work similar. You're right. But what I'd say is, having played both Apex and and Fortnite, uh, the way this works is you buy again Destiny 2 Shadow Keep. Uh, if you don't forget, even I forget what's included. You want to get the season pass. That is additional. I forget if it's included though. So. I don't think it is. Whatever the case, Season Pass encapsulates there's content coming like the Vex Offensive. It's a new mode. Mm -hmm. You get that. You get an exclusive uh, uh, something else. The raid, you know. You get some exclusive weapons as part of it. and So you're getting that as well as basically just as you level up, it's like here's some glimmer, which is money. Here is uh, a piece of armor, which you actually might earn anyway uh and stuff like that so it's more just like giving you access to stuff and i am speaking from a pretty privileged standpoint because we got the game for free mm. we got the whatever edition i, I have no mine. fucking clue so there's a lot of the stuff i might be talking about to listeners they may be like well i don't have that because i didn't buy that so uh, i apologize <laughs> if that's the case but for me it, it's just it's uh it's this language that i understand better looking at this battle pass and unlocking stuff as i'm going along I, i'm not really quite sure if it's like the Fortnite one where it says, go to all these spots to... It's not like that. Yeah, I, I don't believe it Definitely. is like that. No, it, it's feels like it's just, it feels Strictly like I'm leveling XP. up. That's yeah. all that it is. And when you level up, you get some packages. Anyway, so, so that's just a season pass. Destiny 2 Shadowkeep, is that a $60 game? No. It is a... Forty dollar game. Yeah, forty dollar game. Okay, I believe so. I was trying to say if, if you it was don't on have sale. Destiny. It's funny. I was double checking. Like, if you um, don't have Destiny Two, does it come with Destiny Two? Well, no, you do have Destiny Two now because it's free. So okay. that's sort of it. The base game is now free, so you get it included no okay. matter what. Now, the beauty of all this is is that you can just buy Shadowkeep, and you don't have to worry about buying all this other content. Again, that was a sticking point, and I think very important for everyone. They keep asking, like, what do I need? If you want to play Shadowkeep, you don't need anything except for Shadowkeep. Where in the past, it's like, what level do I need to be? Uh, do I have to play this old thing? And it's like, honestly, nobody wants to do that that's a new player. It's super punishing, and you're left behind. And so now, just jump in, and you can play. There's and no barrier. And I can play team. with you, right? This Everybody, is the big thing, that I can jump in with my low-level character. Yes. Or whatever, the character I left off on. I don't know where my light's at or anything. Well, do I get the like a mode of light or whatever that boosts me to whatever it needs to be boosted? Everybody got boosted. Okay. So yeah. they did this thing, and I don't know if they'll continue to do it at the beginning of each yearly thing or whatever. They boosted everyone to the max power that we were. I was at that I earned like last July or so August. I'm as good as you. 
That's right. You start as good as me, but after the last thirty hours, congrats, man. But um, <laughs> but no, like it's funny that became a discussion, which is a whole another ball of wax. Some people um, were saying, "Hey, do you feel like upset because they gave everybody else this power? Yeah, that you earned, that you earned over years." And I was like, "I don't. I'm not gonna tell you to feel like." good about it if you do feel bad. In other words, if you're like, I'm kind of bummed that I paid 60 bucks for Destiny 2 originally, and now that's free. And I'm also kind of bummed that I spent all this money and time to level up, and now they just gave it away. But likely you're the player that's going to buy Shadowkeep, and you're just going to be, you're going to get that new power, and you do have to earn it. Can I say Destiny 2 has some like, confusing-ass jargon? Because like, I'm trying to follow this conversation, but then Greg went in with like, hey, I'm not sure what my light's at. I'm like, what? Yeah, you're right. Your <laughs> your power. So then Andy, for you're, you. You're definitely not wrong. For you coming difficult. coming in, it's been a while. It has been a while. Do you remember what light is and what all this stuff is? Like, uh, well, or is know, it overwhelming? I know that they, well, the, the overwhelming part to me is opening up the map and just seeing, like, there's part of me that when I entered the game, immediately I was like, I kind of just wish it started off this new campaign for me. Because the game starts you off and you're back at the tower with your new, with your character that you've had since the last time you played. But it's now properly leveled. The cool thing is that all your old gear is now at that level as well. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of starting from this baseline. Like, everybody's kind of starting off at this this baseline. Yeah, you right? all can jump right into the yeah. end. And then immediately I looked at the map, I'm like, fuck, what do I have to do? And luckily, I have my Twitch chat open, and they're like, oh, you have to go to the moon for this and that. And I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, I guess I could have figured that out, but I, I guess it, it is kind of confusing to a player who hasn't been on since Forsaken. Since the uh, the one where they spoilers where they killed Cade Six or whatever. Fuck. Yeah, that was rough. That was a rough one. Um, I will say that this is going to be like the most. Uh, uh, well, I was I was talking to Tim yesterday, and he was like, "Whoa, Andy." Andy got a hot take here. I mean, like after playing so much Apex and Borderlands, those games control so much better on console mm -hmm. than Destiny does, which is like. Andy, how could you? And you're like, specifically talking about how the aiming feels. How the aiming feels, yeah. But that's like Bungie's bread and butter, right? Like they yeah. should be good. That's what they're yeah. known for. Um, I, I just feel like even playing Overwatch a lot, like a, a lot of these newer games, they have a lot more customizable. How do the sticks feel with like the dual zones and like with Destiny? I feel like if I'm barely moving it, the character barely moves, and then one slight fucking millimeter to the right. The is, you know, like, a, and people are like, well, turn your sensitivity down. Well, then just turning in the game feels like a nightmare because I'm super slow already. Like, it, uh, I guess I just got so used to Apex and Overwatch and Borderlands, even a game like Borderlands where, like, I think people would be like, you're crazy if you think Borderlands controls better than Destiny, but I legitimately do. I, I just feel like it, I can aim better. I feel like a better player on those games. Um, so that my my experience with it was a lot of frustration. Like, really? I can't well, fucking aim mm -hmm. in this game because you right liked now. Destiny the first time. Or, I did, yeah. yeah, yeah, I really did. And yeah. I and I, even even at this point, I'd say I maybe I don't know five hours in or maybe four hours in or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I've been enjoying <laughs> what I've been playing. I don't really fully understand a whole lot of what's right. going on because it's the typical Borderlands the story. thing. Where maybe I'll listen to the dialogue, sure. maybe I won't, but. Mm -hmm. I'm shooting the things, what? and I'm getting cool stuff <laughs> for it, and it feels good to what? see those numbers go up. <laughs> what do you think of the cutscenes? Um, your character talks now, which is, I don't remember that. That happened briefly, yeah. Did that happen? Okay. Doesn't happen a lot. I haven't really... Yeah, no spoilers for any... That's not a spoiler. I have not really been really past. paying attention, honestly. Yeah. Couldn't tell you, friend. Right, so the, the <laughs> woman with the inky, bleeding, with the, three with the, eyes, the Sam, The Sam Fisher. Exactly, Sam Fisher, exactly. <laughs> yeah, she has like three green eyes, and it yeah. looks like Sam Fisher. Oh, she's not By the way, good 
good friend <laughs> of mine and Greg Miller. You met Morla, who is heiress. She's the voice of uh, that creepy woman that you see on the cover. Yeah. Um, Morla Gordon because she came in and did voice coaching at IGN. You remember oh, that? That was no. her red hair. She's awesome. She does many other voices in other games. I think this is her best work. But wow. The performance is awesome um, by her and the characters. But yeah, if you don't know what's going on, it, it, it can be confusing. But I would say, yeah, like if you played Borderlands and you saw some of the cinematic scenes where they're animated and like really nicely done, I mean, it's just like that. They're really nicely done. Um, so let me take a step back because I don't want to have to read through your wrong next week. So for clarity. <laughs> Destiny 2 Shadow Keep, which is, you can buy it as a standalone product, and it comes, of course, with the base package of Destiny 2 New Light. It includes this season pass. This season is season, uh, crap, eight, uh, I believe. Now I'm going to get screwed that, screw that up now. But uh, we're in season eight, I think, and then that is going to continue season nine, season 10, etc. So there's four seasons over the next year. So what I was trying to say that I screwed up before is Destiny 2 Shadowkeep includes this time the first, you know, bit of the season pass, which is the first quarter of content, so to speak. First season pass. Am I making sense here? I'm not following along at all, but I... You get, you get the thing we were talking about, the extra yes. awards on the... If you look at it, you get the extra awards if you have the season pass. So Basically, it comes if with I, Shadow if I go, If I buy Shadowkeep right now, I get everything up until Shadowkeep. No. And that is... I'm glad you brought it up. Shadowkeep <laughs> is $34.99. I uh, thought fuck that, that, that actually was going to be yes for sure. <laughs> Shadowkeep is $34.99, so right, about 40 That's the standard edition. And if you want to go back and buy the content, which you don't need to play it, that is what is confusing, and I think just worth sticking, uh, making sure that uh, people understand it. If you want to go back and play Forsaken content, it's 25 bucks. So you can go back, you can buy that. There's a full story in so there. So what's free? There's raids. De- the, Destiny, the core t- game Destiny of Destiny, Destiny 2 Destiny New is New free. The so that Forsaken thing that, expansion, $25. Exactly. Okay. That was Shadowkeep Shadow Keep expansion, $35. Okay. Got right. it. And the, okay. Exactly. And then the final step is it does include this quarter of content, this first season. There's another one coming. Uh, I think it'll be December or whatever. That season pass, you will have to buy. It doesn't include that. What do you expect of the price of that be? Oh, I forget if they said what it was going to be yet, uh, so I don't want to screw that up. <laughs> but like, I mean, is it like a another twenty five dollars? Uh, I think it'll be it twenty. Be... Uh, okay. Or yeah, uh, actually no. Wait, wait, wait. I do know how much it is because I think you could have bought it all at once. It is the total for the year. Crap. Drumroll, please. <laughs> wait, hold on. No, no, no. Because the it digital... was like twenty five bucks. For, I think for the whole year. So. So it was like eight to ten bucks or so. Uh, yeah, don't have it. Here's anymore. how this is how I've games gone Radar over this so many times. Shut up! Yeah, sorry. <laughs> this is how Games Radar explains it. The base version of Shadow Keep costs thirty five dollars on all platforms. The digi- <laughs> digital deluxe edition will run you sixty dollars and comes with four season pass credits, letting you access the next four seasons of content as well as some other crap. Right. Yeah. Four you said it was credits. how much? Again, 60, bucks. sixty. So you're looking twenty five dollars. You so I got the rest right. of it. Yeah. Good. So it's twenty five bucks if you wanted. The the whole season so basically you divide that by four <laughs> okay this feels right? like a timeshare like yeah. <laughs> it's about seven or eight bucks but meaning it for what the rest do i of gotta content. do to get you into the third quarter of shadow keep today anyway, is the game fun yeah, are you let's, enjoying let's this? go to the gameplay uh so as a hardcore destiny player um I definitely really enjoyed going back to the moon, which is something we saw before, but it's completely refreshed. It looks beautiful. This was in Destiny 1, but it's got all this new architecture and places to go, um, and this new like giant keep, this castle 
like blood red castle that you go into and you you go back and you do fight some nightmares of these old monsters. So meaning there's a conversation of, isn't this just recycled content? Well, no, because it's completely new missions and yes, there's recycled pieces. And But honestly, it's absolutely nothing that I'm remotely concerned about and I totally enjoyed going back and fighting these things. They were sentimental to me, but they're still like fun to fight and it's not the same exact thing. It's different. You have new weapons. There's a new meta on top of it. Uh, the meta being they've added armor 2.0, which I'm not going to get too deep into. It's a new way to upgrade and there's all new armor and weapons and stuff. But anyway, the story itself is probably usually like six or seven hours. You can, of course, do it faster if you're speeding through it. And it comes with like cinematic cutscenes and all that. So that's like the first step in Destiny. I think that's where people get a little confused. They're like, what do you think of the game? Like, yeah, what's the review? And I'm like, I've only done like the six or seven hour like story, which is fun and all. But you leave that behind as a Destiny player. And you play all these strikes and you get all these weapons to chase. There's a new dungeon coming out, which is a detailed, they call it three-person raid. It's kind of, it's, it's meant to feel that way anyway. So really intense puzzle solving, jumping, platforming, fighting, you know, shooting kind of thing. That's coming out later. There's uh, Vex Offensive, a new mode that's not out yet. And the raid drops this Saturday, October 5th. Oh, wow. If you're listening on Monday, we already went through it. And uh, you were the I first did in well. the world to do it, right? Going for <laughs> Worlds First with the Destiny Community Podcast team. But the raids are always beautiful. So I haven't played all that. And honestly, the conversation's still settling. I've just been leveling up and playing the story. But I really enjoyed it. I'd recommend that if you did like Destiny before, especially if you liked Forsaken. If you didn't play Forsaken, I don't know how to communicate it to you. But if you liked Forsaken, I'm like, yeah, you should hop in a Shadow Keep. Um, the story is a lot of fun, and it looks like it's kind of taking that same model. Don't expect a huge release of content like Destiny 2 originally was, right? It's sitting on top of that. And there's things that have changed, but it's not, uh, yeah, it's not a 40-hour campaign. You know, I think I'm people still think about Halo, right? They're like, oh, isn't it that, you know? I play, like, whatever, 20, 30 hours of this campaign. You're like, no, it's not It's not just that. You know, there's all these other things you go off Should and it do. be that, though? Like, if you're, it, a, if you're a Bungie fan and you're like, is Destiny something I'm interested in? And the answer is, well, it's not like Halo. Are you, like, if that's what you're expecting from Bungie, are you going to be disappointed by Destiny? Well, the thing is, they're two different things. So if you want a campaign that you can play a single player, that you don't have to worry about all this open world and stuff, that's a beautiful campaign with cinema, cinematics and all this. Of course, smart AI, awesome shooting. I 100% would want to have that. Meaning instead of it being only seven hours and it shares some of these components, like, yeah, like any game, like Anthem went through it as well, Division went through it. It's like, oh, I need you to go back out in the open world and I need you to collect a few things. You do it on the moon for whatever, let's call it an hour, and then you go back and you finish some things up. So in other words, yes, a highly cinematic driven campaign that's 20, 30 hours, of course, mm -hmm. uh, but it shouldn't only be that, otherwise it's not Destiny. You have Halo for that, you know. Right. So, meaning I would want both is the answer. So if somebody <laughs> came to you and said, Fran, I have 40 to $60 and three friends, what, what should I play Borderlands or should I get Borderlands with these friends or should I get Destiny 2 Shadowkeep? What would you say to them? It's hard to answer without the long list of, <laughs> honestly, That seems right? to be the Destiny MO, yeah. yes. It's like, what book should I read, you know? <laughs> Which the Bible. Most bang for your buck. But I'm not trying to dodge the question. Mm -hmm. uh, if my my personal, for me, like I'm gonna buy Shadowkeep. 
I really love Borderlands. It's awesome. But it has sort of a limited timer on the amount of content that you're going to get out of it. Or Destiny. There's an end to it. Yeah, it's an evolving world. And this year they are promising a few more of these. You had to be there events. There's a, you know, there's a lot to unpack in terms of how it's changing. I'm not going to get into it. But yeah, the easy answer would be Shadowkeep for me. Mm-hmm. But for you, it could be very different. Because like compared to Borderlands, you jump in. Yeah, there's, there's no leveling game. We didn't even get into it. But like, meaning you level up Borderlands, but it has a nice matchmaking system. You can just hop in with friends and they've made it really easy. Easy. Shadow keeps still as you play harder content. Uh, actually, no. Borderlands goes through this, right? If you want to play high level mayhem, you still got to be powerful. So, well, sure, but that's mayhem. You can turn that off. But we, that's my question, right now. Easier. Have you already torn away from me that next week when I actually jump into Destiny Two? Will it not work for us to play together? It will work. We can go absolutely play stuff. It's okay. just like like any game I was getting at. There's going to be harder content to play. If sure. I'm already off playing that, they're called like nightmare uh, master level, sure. you know, super high level stuff, and I'm grinding that. Well, no, you can't play that with me. But I can play you that. Can come nightmare. down and play with me. I can play with you on the normal level. Okay. And so I can help. But you is that without... a total waste of time for you? No, it's not. I mean, it, it depends on what you're chasing. You know, sometimes you're chasing a weapon or whatever. But gotcha. what I was going to say, Borderlands is great because it's really, like, accessible. You just shoot stuff all the time. The moment to moment, you're just constantly laying bullets into everybody. Pure chaos, right? This is definitely more of that MMORPG feel where it's, it's a lot more tactical. Mm-hmm. Um, so you really do think about, you know, I like the gunplay in Borderlands. It's great. But, man, the gunplay in Destiny and the thinking that goes into now, what they've really gotten into is Shadowkeep, which I have yet to, like, quite experience, is you're building characters more. So they've added all these mods that true RPG feel. It's like, wait, I'm going to get this mod that now I can attach to my gun that changes the way it hits on shields. I mean, it's really deep, deeper building into characters, which we still are uh, are getting into, but it's it's a lot deeper, you know, than uh, Borderlands in that respect, uh, where in Borderlands you're just trying to get all the best gear. Sure. With the, with the Terra from Activision, yeah. do you see them kind of making the, the right decisions? Like, do you think that it's going to take a while until it's fully their product, or do you, are you already seeing that now? I think it's going to take a while for, you know, the, it's like sort of the band lost its producer and manager or whatever that it had for a while, and it's hard to, like, find your new vibe, right? So I think they're just getting there, though. I feel like, yeah, we got the new single track, and we're like, yeah, like, this is a lot, like, Armor 2.0, and some of these, this free-to-play stuff, it moved to Steam. You're like, yeah, like, I'm liking the new sound, but we haven't really got, like, a full compendium yet, you know? And so um, I think the easy answer is we're seeing all the stuff, like, cross-save, that we're not sure what held it back. PlayStation, Activision, exclusive deals. We don't know, but they've certainly hinted. Yeah, and so that's one of the many things that, yeah, I think we're seeing them move in the right direction. And for them to come out and say it's an action MMO, I got to wonder if uh, Activision would have ever been like, no, you're not calling it an action. They definitely were. They definitely were. Exactly, right? So somewhat facetious, like that's the type of change you're seeing. They're they're moving this to be more of like an actual World of Warcraft-inspired MMO, and it's... Uh, nobody's really done it other than, yeah, like Borderlands uh, setting the tone for this. But, man, they're going deeper than anybody else in the shooting space. Warframe, uh, to be fair, I don't know. Is anybody a Warframe expert in here? No. Warframe's done some really cool stuff. Um, I, 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 As somebody who, again, hasn't played in a while, I'm just like, God, there's still no new alien race to fight against. Yeah. Like, there, it's still... Still the Vex or whatever? It's still uh, all the Fallen, the 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 ugly ones, yep. the really scary ones. What are they called? The Hive. Love. The Hive, yeah. And then the Vex as well. Um, <laughs> but in this one, like, you're in this new world, and it's they are slightly modified, similar to when you fought the versions of them when they were, like, kind of these transparent black figures. Yeah. Like the Dreamscape one? Yeah, the Dreamscape one, whatever the hell they were called. 
it's that, but now they're like a there's there's some they're now they're nightmare versions, and it's like oh this is uh, just give me a new enemy. I just want like a new thing to look at and like have it feel more like the universe is bigger than it really is because really we've just been seeing the same sort of enemies for a while. Right, I was pretty disappointed by that. Yeah, Forsaken brought new enemy types, uh, the Scourge, but yeah, we're not really seeing it. Yeah, this kind of happens that you get into that zone where they're recycling, you know, current enemy class and stuff. It's, uh, it's been a conversation of like, well, what is Destiny look like now? What does Destiny look like now? Is it Destiny 3? Total refresh, blow everything up, all the old enemies go away. Or do they build on this, but build it? How do they make a bigger drop? Because again, this is a $35 piece of content. It's not a $60 full release, but people are asking like, wait, are we ever going to see that again? What should be done? What do you guys think is, you know, not... Destiny hardcore fans. I mean, Andy, you've played uh, quite a bit, though, right? But I mean, a decent amount. A, a decent amount. Back in the day, yeah. But I, I, another thing that kind of stood out to me was, you know, you revisit the moon, and yeah. that's that probably holds some sort of special place in yeah, some Destiny metal. fans' house. But cool. for me, I was like, we're we're in the same areas from Destiny One, right. where you know this isn't like in Metal Gear Solid Four where you go back to Shadow Moses. This yeah, isn't yeah, like yeah. that really cool. Whoa, they brought this back. It's like. Oh, I was playing in this same spot three years ago. Yeah, Destiny One was this generation. It's not a like a. It's a little early to have nostalgia for exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and and the the you know, granted, there are some newer areas on the moon. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, a lot of the a lot of the patrolling stuff. A lot of the those missions are oh, in same. the exact same area. <laughs> like yeah. I remember walking into this interior. I was like, oh yeah, I've I've seen all this before. Mm-hmm. This is yeah, it is. It is one to one in some cases. <laughs> yeah, it's all again redone and. It looks sharper and all the above, but it's it is the same area in some respects. Actually, I think there was a number though that it was like there's fifty percent additional space or and sixty. It's, it's possible I just so it is sort of it. double the size, so to speak. It's it's it is double the size in terms of things to do there. But yeah, half of it is somewhat familiar. You're like, oh yeah, we've been here before. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that feeling is a turnoff for some. They're like, yeah, I wanted a new area, right? You want a new planet. Um, so. Anyway, uh, my question was, do you guys think we need a full wipe the slate clean, do a Destiny 3 that's 60 bucks, you can call it Destiny Next, whatever it is? Or keep expanding? Or just give me a, in other words, just give me a $60 expansion. Now, that's two ways to look at it, meaning wipe this whole like conversation clean of what do I need, where do I go, this planet's old, this new thing's here, or, um, yeah, so wipe that slate clean and do Destiny Next or 3, or take what we've got, reshuffle but give me the big campaign that Imran's talking about and give me just more enemies and bigger content but expand it and just stick with that that goes for the game engine too obviously right like, I mean, either I've way you're gonna lose people but like yeah. you, you might as well do it in the way that will let you revolutionize and try and get more people in mm-hmm. I think if you do a $60 expansion a lot of people just are not gonna jump on board mm-hmm. but if you do like a call it Destiny 3 or a, a title without a number they would probably have a bigger chance of like Relaunching this game as the MMO they want it want it to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I think that they need to take the next year to get these expansions out and kind of work through the issues and growing pains of being independent. And yep. then once they get that figured out, launch a new title that is going to be the jump on point for everybody. Yeah. I think you could do a six dollar expansion and get people in. Like I think it's not impossible. If it was Destiny colon fucking night farts, I don't know yeah. what you call it, but I mean, it's like, <laughs> it, it literally is that you can serve both audiences there, if it is, especially if it's a standalone download, right? That if you are Fran and you've been playing nonstop, guess what, all your stuff carries over and it's there and blah, 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 you're, we're gonna, ju- you know, we're warp jumping you to a different part of the galaxy and there are new planets and there are new things and there aren't, it's all brand new in that way, right? But it would still be an expansion, you're saying? 
and just yeah. be big and all new. And it's it, almost but the then same. as a brand new, anybody could step in and go through and right. do it, right? Because I mean, the problem is like right now, uh, leading up to uh, this one right here, Shadow Shadow Keep. God, yeah. I lost it's all right. Sorry. Yeah, it Shadow crazy. Keep, right? Like I, it was that's I I like Destiny too. I enjoyed Destiny too. I platinum Destiny too. Right? I had a great time with it, and then stepped back and never did it. And so. With all the hype and people talking about this and the excitement of it, I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, I want to try it. I want to try it. And then this week, I've been playing a bunch of embargoed stuff that I can't talk about on yeah. this Games Cast, so I haven't. And I'm out this weekend. And then next week, but like hearing you guys talk about it, it's like, okay, cool. So it's the same enemies and it's the same environments. And there's new, it's just like, well, why wouldn't I, why don't I just keep trying to platinum Borderlands 3? Like, do I want to pull away from that? <laughs> I need a platinum control yeah. too. And there's, it's like, For sure. you start it getting like into that. Whereas if it was, boom. Brand new experience. The same thing that, like, honestly, is a lapsed Destiny 1 player when Destiny 2 came around. And it was like, oh, cool. Yeah, let's jump back in and have a new story and a new thing and, and not knowing it would be same enemies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. If they were to do a Destiny expansion that was $60, that was serving both audiences of, hey, Fran, mm -hmm. warp to the new part of the galaxy, you know, carry over whatever the hell, is, certain things carry over, not everything. And then, hey, Greg, restart, kind of, pretty much, right? Like, you don't need to have worried about all that stuff. Right. Yeah, what's interesting is, uh, I think, if you buy Shadow uh, yeah, Shadow Keep and Forsaken, so 25 bucks for Forsaken, mm -hmm. 35 bucks for this, 60 bucks. there's a lot of new content in there that you missed sure. uh, if you never played Forsaken. But is any of it, like... Revolutionary is the thing. Is it? it I'm not, do I jump back in? A strong word, but well, that's what I'm saying. It, that's what we were talking about, right? Of how do you get the most people back in? Absolutely different. New planet, new enemies, new everything. Right. And I'm not addressing. I'm just saying in terms of amount of content. What's interesting? You never played Forsaken, right? Right. So whole new dreaming city. It is new enemies actually. Yeah. So I actually think you might get some wonder out of combining those two things. But unfortunately, they are two different products. So what I mean by that, it's not like you can just hop in and you're like. You still run into you're like, where do I start? Yeah. You probably just, just jump in the shadow keep, but you could go back and play on the Dreaming City. It's a place really all brand new, amazing, actually. Really, they added so much cool stuff in Forsaken that for me it's old. But if you never played it, actually, and you combine that with Shadow Keep, it's a ton of really cool stuff. So it's the thing that Destiny But uh, it's confusing. I think you know, especially with the launch of Destiny 2 and what that game was at launch, you saw the struggle in the two different mindsets of who are they trying to appeal to. And at Destiny 2 was a game designed to appeal to me. And it worked. And I played it, and I platinumed it, and I put it down and never picked it up again. Because that's how I play games and mm -hmm. how I think they, at launch, wanted people into that game. However, it's, and correct me if I'm wrong, Fran, it seemed like it alienated the hardcore Destiny players who were like, hey, I'm done with this too. What the fuck? Yeah. I want to grind. I want to yeah. run. I want to chase. Like, I'm not doing that. And so to get to where we are now and have it be, you know, hey, yeah, we are talking about for Shadowkeep, grinding and this and different levels and battle passes it's all this stuff to keep you engaged and never let you go which is what i again i'm speaking out of turn here to an extent but what i imagine the people who listen and care the most for the destiny uh community and the podcast and all those people that's what they want and whereas it's still for me i look at that and i'm like oh cool i get what you're doing but even for me it's like cool why don't I pick up DC Universe Online again? Because that's what that game is, and and, and that's what it's, I love yeah. for it. You know, no, I'm not even. Like, I do know. I'm not even mean. making a joke. I mean, yeah. if I'm looking for a game that is the everlasting gobstopper, you know, I still I look at my character and I'm like, she's not as cool as I want her to be. You know, in in yeah. in Destiny, right? Totally. Like, I want her costume to look more customized, more of this. Right. There, there is so much. Content. I would love to, and I know we're probably going along here, Tim. So uh, Tim loves it. He loves it. I don't love it that much, yeah. to uh, be honest. So I'd love to do, since there's crossplay, and I own, well, I don't know, Shadowkeep, I'll have to see if it's I cross can save. get right. that. Uh, what did I say? Crossplay. Cross You're right. Cross right. save. Thank you, Avery. Right. Otherwise, we'd be facing your wrong down. <laughs> Kindoffunny.com slash gamescast your wrong, right? Yep. Got it. 
Uh, so great, I'd love to like hop over. I just got to get the game. Give me in, a walkthrough. Do a little tour. Take you to a few places. Okay. But we need to get you forsaken too. But take you to a few places and see like, wait, <laughs> what are you feeling? Go on a little vacation. You know what I mean? <laughs> just a little friends tour stop. No, but do, man. the reason. So Greg, I'm wear saying. Wear a little fanny pack. Wear your sandals. Can we get a churro? <laughs> it, it, honestly, it does represent Destiny's current problem, and why I asked the question I did is you're like, where the bleep do I go? And they're hopping in the streams. They're like, what do you do? What do you do? I'm overwhelmed. There's these enhancement cores and there's prisms and there's ascendant shards and there's seven oh vendors. God, That's another thing. And As somebody who was already overwhelmed by the amount of currencies in this game, to unlock additional ones, I'm like, oh my, there's more shit that I they, can buy with shit. Yeah. You know? they, they did, in some ways, simplify So What I would say is, this is an MMORPG. You're not gonna hop in and play League of Legends and be like, yeah, I'm just gonna have a casual game. It's World of Warcraft the same, Final Fantasy the same, right? Mm -hmm. These are, even Monster Hunter, you're like, what do you, what do I do? Like, you start at the beginning and you learn a lot, and that's just how it goes. But what I was gonna say is, that is Destiny's biggest issue, but I feel like if you get a little FM3 guided tour. Woo! So I'd love to try, like, Greg, when you're ready, um, take you to a few spots, though. Be like, check this out. And I yeah. honestly think, meaning it would really help. You're like, oh, that's what this mode is? There's no good way in the game without getting a friend to play with who's played it to understand what's going on. I, I absolutely think it's its biggest issue. It's overwhelming. I'm really enjoying it. Of course, like every release that has not been the first Destiny and even Destiny 2, imagine it launched more of the style of that it is now. There's a lot of content this is much thinner. There's only so much to do. But for hardcore fans, there's a good four to six weeks. Easy. Their rollout pace is really good. So I'm very excited about it. I'm really enjoying it. Looks awesome on PC. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, we'll see how it looks on I PC. Hate I just requested you a code for the PS4 chat. Oh, so thank you. you can do it with me. And then let, next week, and let's, Forsaken. let's do it. No, no, no. no I need Forsaken? I need both. I only have Destiny 2. Let's just worry let's about Shadow Keep right now. But I'm saying let's next week, I'll jump on your stream when we do it. I and hate I, that there's no yeah. 60 frames. I'll just end it, it with totally, that. Totally, absolutely. Like on console, there's still no 60 frames, and I think it just it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so I know Tim wants to move on. I wanted to end my thought by saying Bro. I think the next Destiny is in line with what Greg said. We'll get another expansion like this. Figure things out. Go to the next generation. Get those consoles out in 2021. End of that year, September 2021. Go big and refresh. Boom. Andy. Apex Legends Season 3. The new world is really cool to play in. Uh, it's super different. Uh, there's all these different biomes. There's like, uh, I, I'm not super sure what the lore sure. is in this new arena you're playing in, but there's uh, like a, a lava area. There's an ice area. There's a very green area. It's really, really cool and different looking Sounds like uh, compared to King's Canyon, where King's Canyon was just kind of like, you know, a landscape, a generic ass, like a Halo lands looking landscape. Um, the new hero, Crypto, is pretty neat. Uh, Superman's dog? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Good he, crossover. He, uh, he sends out a little drone that you can go sort of survey the landscape. And it'll if, if it sees an enemy, it'll target it. And uh, it'll make him visible to your teammates and yourself. Um, How and, many characters are there now? Uh, there are nine. Eight. I forget. I'm surprised you even know it to that detail. I believe That's eight. Really I believe eight. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so crypto, yeah, I'm looking at the grid in my head or whatever. Uh, his ultimate ability is pretty neat as well. So with his drone, he can set off like an EMP that will like take off the enemy shield and also damage him a bit. I believe. I'd, uh, kind of funny to slash your game's cast all that. You're, you're not right. <laughs> um, <laughs> kind of yeah. right. And so if if enemies are hiding in a certain spot and you know, you know they're there, you can go in with your drone. Now they can shoot your drone. Um, 
it, but if you kind of like are a little bit, you know, sneaky with it, you could set off a CMP. It'll really fuck them up, and then you rush in, and they have no shields. Eleven. Eleven. 11 oh shit! Wow. I knew it was an odd number because it didn't line. There was yeah. always this little spot missing. Why'd you say eight? <laughs> yeah. Oh, did I say eight? <laughs> oh no. You said, said eight nine. nine. You're only got it. Got it. Got it. Slack, everybody. Because I was picturing like one two three one two three one two, but really goes one two three four one two three four one two three. That's what it was. Um, uh, ultimate ability is really cool. Yeah, uh, uses that EMP. But another cool thing about him is like while you, you can leave your drone sort of facing an area, and if enemies don't see it, it'll you, you can be you can play as crypto while the drone is still floating in the air. So you could set out the drone, you're controlling it, but then you can enter back in first person mode, gun mode, mm -hmm. shooting mode, while your drone is still floating in the air. Does and as long as you don't get too far away, you know, because there's a distance length, there's a length on it that it'll say like, oh, I'm out of range or whatever. Does it just follow you? Like, uh, no, it, it doesn't to... follow you, but you, um, if, like, I'm picturing end game sort of scenarios where it's like, we gotta watch this direction, but we also have to watch this direction, put up the drone, let it sort of just float up in the air, and if enemies are coming, it'll alert us and say, hey, Enemies spotted or whatever the hell. So he has a lot of really cool tactical. Uh, um, so there's a lot of cool tactical strategies you can apply there. Um, but yeah, the game just feels so fucking good. Like again, I'm I'm back on it, uh, and it's it feels so great to play the slide and everything. That's another thing. Going back to Destiny, where it's like, ah, oh, the slide does Doesn't not feel anywhere slide. as good as Apex does. Yeah. yeah, the Apex slide is dope. Yeah, but uh, it's fun as shit. It's really really fun. Uh, they took away some of the add-ons. Um, uh, like skull piercers, like a, uh, an infamous sort of add-on you would add on to the wingman pistol or your longbow sniper, and it adds like a crazy amount of headshot damage. They took that away from the game, which kind of sucks, but they've been balancing uh, other abilities. Uh, also in this world, there's these uh, little robot drones that you know the floating robots in uh, in uh, Revenge of the Sith in the law in uh, and Mustafar, yeah, the little yeah. floating like little things that are holding Does stuff. Jump on? Yeah. Similar to no, well they're they're a lot smaller, but. They they are holding um, a sphere of loot that blinks the different colors of rarity, oh, that's and if cool. you shoot it at the right moment, it'll oh, nice. like oh, kind of like cool. a Mario, like a little Mario, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's totally. Mario, yeah. So if you nice see it like blink orange and then go. you shoot it, it'll drop the legendary loot, and in there you'll have a legendary helmet or whatever, and that's it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, the the landscape is really interesting, and uh, again, we weren't really expecting a new place to play in for this season, and it was it was a pleasant surprise because we just thought they were gonna keep adding on in Kings Canyon, but to get a whole new giant arena, it's really fucking awesome. Cool, go for it. Bro. Yeah, I was gonna ask as someone who's played a ton of Fortnite, you've seen that evolution, and yeah, as someone who's gone through Apex Legends season two, which I think was met with a little bit of like, well, nice changes. It didn't feel big enough. Right. How would you compare sort of what we see in Fortnite with its seasons, how season two looked versus this? Well, I mean, with Fortnite, it's just so much different because they have, like, obviously an endless bank to just have all these crazy world cataclysmic events or whatever. We don't really have that in Apex. Like, they added, in King's Canyon, they added the giant walking sort of titans, those big behemoths that are just yeah. those giant-ass, like, brontosaurus-looking things. That didn't really change a whole lot, but they did change some of the areas. We, I thought they were just going to keep going the Fortnite route and keep on adding well, on or removing. Stick this. You here. know, there's a world event here where maybe this happened and now that's gone. And but no, like to get a whole new arena to play in, I think that was like so surprising. So it does feel a lot bigger. Yeah, it feels and huge. Yeah. Is the old map gone? Old map is not playable for the, right. for the time being. They've yeah. sunset it for now. Yeah, for now. I don't know if they're going to bring it back at any moment, but it, it is really really cool that there's just just new place to play in and. 
a lot of different uh, – there's a train that kind of goes around the area that you can get onto. I believe it can kill you if you're in front of it and stuff like yeah. that. There's uh, these new ways to sort of get around the world where the balloons that you latch onto that shoot you up into the sky and you kind of redeploy somewhere else. It's got balloons. Um, well, that was always in there, but they have these geysers now in some of the places in the world where, like, they shoot up water and you can jump in oh, there. Oh, you're talking about when you go up to, like, yeah, yeah. To yeah, redeploy and fly somewhere else yeah, or whatever, sure. yeah. Uh, I thought they did a, a great job with this. And, again, there's spots that I haven't really dropped in yet in this world because they're awesome. a little too so, hot for me. So new, yeah. And <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it's cool. It's it's I'm really, really digging it, and I can't wait to keep playing. Awesome. All right, thank you very much. Yeah, man. you're welcome. You can go back to editing or, or whatever it is Andy, you need can to I have do. More water? Mm-hmm. Um, but before we move on, let can me tell you about our sponsors. This episode of Gamescast is brought to you by Mint Mobile. If you're still using one of the big wireless providers in 2019, have you asked yourself what you're paying for? Between expensive retail stores, inflated prices, and hidden fees, you're being taken advantage of because they know that you will pay. Enter Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile provides the same premium network coverage you're used to, but at a fraction of the cost because everything is online. Mint Mobile saves on retail locations and overhead, then passes those savings on to you. Uh, I had to set this up for my mom a couple of months back. Could not have been simpler. You just you have the phone. If you already have a phone, you're good and you're set. You just need to get the little chip and put it in. Otherwise, pretty much any phone works. It's very simple. They could not make this any easier to get. Uh, Mint Mobile makes it easy to cut your wireless bill down to just $15 a month. Uh, every plan comes with unlimited nationwide talk and text. With Mint Mobile, stop paying for unlimited data that you're never going to use. Uh, you can choose between plans with 3, 8, or 12 gigabytes of 4G LTE data. You can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all of your existing contacts uh, to get your new wireless plan for just $15 a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free go to mintmobile.com slash kinda that's mintmobile.com slash kinda cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at m-i-n-t-m-o-b-i-l-e.com slash k-i-n-t-a Imran, i want to hear about code vein so code vein is a game that they revealed like i want to say like a year and a half two years ago a couple years and it was uh like they're their pitch for it was not anime Dark Souls, but it was pretty much, hey, yo, this is anime Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they ended up delaying the game because, like, quality concerns or they wanted to spit polish it up or whatever. That was supposed to be a year ago, right? It was Original. supposed to be last September. Yep. So it finally came out this year. I, Bandai Namco, gave me a code like, hey, no one else is going to talk about this game. Can you please, like, like play it out and see what, it, what you think? Uh, it is reductive, I guess, to go say, again, anime Dark Souls, but... That is the long-term thought with this game is while I'm playing it, this is what it what Dark Souls would be like if they wanted to make it more anime. When I say that, I don't just mean the art style. Mm-hmm. I mean things like that game has way more story than any Dark Souls game you're gonna play. It is it is basically the the foundation of that game is it's been the apocalypse. At one point, a woman got a disease. And she started spreading that disease through, you know, just contact. And people she would kill would come back to life. And the only way they would for sure die would be to turn to ash. So when they come back, are they like zombies or are they just, they're just back? They're just back. They're called revenants, which is, you know, vampires, basically. But eventually, if they didn't get enough blood, they would go crazy and become like zombies. And those zombie kind of vampires are the main antagonists of the game, the kind of stuff you'd fight normally. And basically, this is all just a way for the game to go... Oh, he, this person, or you died, but you came back at a certain point. Thank you. I 
I've played about, I would say, about 15 to 17 hours of that game. At no point have I actually cared about the story. Oh, okay. But it shoves it in your face all the time mm, with... Anime. Yeah. The, <laughs> the cutscenes are mostly skippable, but... So you have blood codes in that game. As your main character is somebody who can equip different codes or essentially builds or job classes or okay. whatever. So like it'll say, this person's good with halberds. This person is good with... Uh, you know, long range and magic and stuff like that. So you'll equip the codes, and whenever you need to open more skills for them, it will say, it'll make you go through and unlock their memories. And how you unlock their memories is a kind of Life is Strange style walk through and see like little vignettes play okay. of like them talking and what their life was like and stuff like that. And these have, when you need to do like 30 of these at a time, it is so annoying. To have to go, like, so I end up skipping a lot of them, and then I feel bad because I feel like I'm skipping story, but I also don't really care about the story, so I feel like no matter what I do, I'm not enjoying that part of the game. Mm. The sirens are on our end. Mm. Did, did you say you played a lot of Dark Souls? Yes, I played a, yeah. I played every Dark Souls game, and I played Dark Souls 1, I want to say, like, four right. to five times. Wow. Does the combat, how does it compare with, you know, because it's not from software. Right. Does it have sort of that same feel? It's an emulation of from software style of, like, yeah. you hit them twice and roll away kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the, because of how easy it is to move around in this game, the sirens are on our end. It's on our end. <laughs> Be alarmed. Uh, because of how easy... And Dark Souls has, like, very impeccable hitboxes. Yeah, yeah. You know exactly where a sword will hit you because that sword... Well, the hitbox is exactly that weapon. Yeah. Because of how easy it is to move around in Code Vein, they had to make the hitboxes bigger, which really pisses you off sometimes. You're like, I'm standing... It, behind this guy at a decent clip, a mm. decent bit behind him. You're still getting hit. Yeah, I'm still getting hit because it's otherwise like you'd be backstabbing far. him constantly and never mm. getting hurt. So I understand that you need to balance that, but it becomes fr- this frustrating endeavor of this guy is super fast, his hitboxes are hitting me no matter where I go, I'm not actually enjoying this boss fight. Mm-hmm. Does this game do anything better than Dark Souls? Character creator. Character creator is mm-hmm. good. Character creator, I think I tweeted this, it has 300 options for eyebrows. It's it's really Jesus. cool. It took Eyebrows me- have always been one of the hardest things for me when I'm creating. It. Yeah, I'm like I don't really know. You can make your person look permanently quizzical. Uh huh. Just like constantly like look like the Rock <laughs> with one eyebrow up. But yes. like the character creator is extremely in, like you can take the armor and you can paint that any color you want. There's a lot of, and if you're if you're one of the people who doesn't like the Dark Souls like their vague story, this game is has more story. I'm not going to say it's less vague because it does just toss things at you and then when you're starting to get a grasp on it, it starts tossing more terms at mm-hmm. you. So it's not necessarily, like it still tells a story that unfolds but it's not necessarily less vague. But it, it does those things better than Dark Souls. There's no PvP element. So you can play multiplayer and summon someone in and like come help you but you're never going to be fighting them so you don't need to worry too much about yeah. is my build going to be good enough to fight someone who's invading? It's, you don't need to worry about it somebody stopping you midway and forcing you back to the last save point. I will say the map design, this is where it really falls apart compared to Dark Souls. Mm. Dark Souls, where you walk around, let's say you're, you're in Anne Arlando. This, by the way, this game also just straight up has Anne Arlando. They're both based on the same French, ca- French castle. So it's mm. literally straight up the exact same area. So you walk in that area. In Dark Souls, you have a million landmarks like oh this is that place where these black knights are and where you have to go up this t- like civic tower and you know what it looks like so even though you don't have a map you internally make a map very easily yeah. uh code vein has a map it is not well suited for things that overlap but because of the way like, because it doesn't have a map it doesn't have 
landmarks to really figure your way around. So everything is a very maze-like dungeon. So you are going through these areas trying to figure out, okay, have I been here before? Well, it says I've been here, but is it saying that because I'm overlapping on a specific thing? Yeah. It, like the enemies here aren't dead, but I hear an enemy. Is there one that I've seen before? And it's such a confusing mess sometimes. Like I accidentally, in the very first part of the game, walked into what was essentially the Blight Town equivalent of a big-ass swamp that had no real like signposting or anything like that. I didn't know it was like supposed to be technically the third area of the game. Mm. So it was incredibly difficult. Uh, the water in the area slows you down, so I couldn't really figure my way out. I get to the boss. The boss is very much meant for you to already know what you're doing and yeah. already understand status effects, already have armor to mitigate some of that status yeah. effects. Again, did Dark not... Dark Souls inspiration there. Yeah. Though. You can teleport using like the bonfire equivalent or missile, miss, like M-I-S-T-L-E, yep, yep, but yep. they... If you don't know you're not supposed to be there, there's no point in teleporting out, and you can't just walk out because you fall down to get there. So I, when I got to the boss, the boss is, by the way, like an anime monster girl that like is a serpent. And <laughs> Perfect. She, she has a, a status effect whenever she hits you that slows you down, like puts you in a slow mode. I did not, because it doesn't say like slow or anything like that. It just says like a... You're just like, this game is broken. Frame rate's like, dying. <laughs> I thought like, is it just I'm not good at this game or whatever? But it's, it's a like a... Iconography is just a ball and chain. Okay. And I don't know what that means at that point of the game. You're married. Yeah. <laughs> like, Dark Souls says, perhaps, like, comically, it says, like, poisoned. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, yeah. Can, like you know what's happening at that moment. Sure, at a glance, yeah. Yeah. But this is, okay, ball and chain, I guess I'm moving more slowly. Is that happening because they're hitting me and it happens in one hit? Or, like, what? Is there supposed to be something I can do to mitigate this? Yeah. It doesn't explain that. So it takes a lot of the worst things about Dark Souls. Mm. And then... The obtuseness. Yeah. And just yeah. doesn't, like build on it in any interesting way it its main thing is the same thing it do, was doing with god eater because it's the same team it's the god eater team yeah it's trying god eater their main claim to fame is we have a story unlike monster hunter this is we have a story unlike dark souls mm. and it's okay but what else are you doing what do here? I care? Yeah, yeah yeah so i mean i don't want to say i hate the game there it's more there are interesting things about it and i'm kind of jazzing for a souls like because the Sekiro was it was great, but it wasn't quite filling that same, yeah. you know, uh, stop and pop kind of need. Sure. But honestly, I kind of wish I had just like played the Surge too instead. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. But I, I would, if I didn't review this game. I just kind of played it and like did it. But if I was to give it like a score, I'd probably say like it's a solid six. Okay. Mm. Just maybe so not like, okay. that. Yeah. You might get into it if it's your jam, and yeah. But otherwise, it does have its issues. If you if the words anime Dark Souls appeal to you, then this is this your is game. The game yeah. for you. Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven, I Tales of no, no, not Tales. Echoes of an elusive Echoes age. Echoes of an elusive age. Definitive edition S. A Dragon Quest Eleven S. Okay. Yeah, of Shadow Elu- keeps yeah. confusing. Okay, <laughs> cool. You just need to say Dragon Quest Eleven. I fucking love this game. Okay, are you playing on Switch? I'm playing on Switch. I own it on PS4, but I have never booted it up. By the time I was re- like ready, oh, I'll do a hundred hour JRPG right now. They had already detailed what the Switch version was going to be. So I'm like, I might as well just wait for it i am glad i waited this game is great it is i don't know i'm not gonna say like it's objectively like the best thing i've ever played or anything like that but the for the jrpg itch i have it is exactly that and i was so worried it was going to be so so traditional to the point of being frustrating because i mean it's dragon quest Mm -hmm. like a like to go into a story a little bit i interviewed the producer okamoto last year at pax east and I was like, the first question I asked is, why do you think Dragon Quest is not popular in America? And he's like, can I ask you why you don't think, or why you think it's not? I said, people think it's 
too traditional a series. That's like when you compare it to Final Fantasy, which is supposed to be very modern. Dragon Quest, everyone thinks Dragon Quest is still the same game it was on the NES. Right. And he's like, yeah, I can kind of see that. I don't know why America thinks that. I think they just don't play enough of the games. And playing this game, I can 100% see why he thought that was weird. Hmm. Because, so, when you think about Dragon Quest, you think, okay, this is going to be a very standard, traditional thing. Going to, not going to have many options. It's going to, like, lead me by the nose like JRPGs do. And as I started playing, it's like, yeah, this is kind of how this feels at first. There's, like, limited camera options and stuff like that. But then I start playing it more, and it's extremely modern. I never have to worry about where am I going, what is my heading. I can start and stop whenever I want. Because on the map, it'll show you, like, yeah, this spot is, if you don't know where to go, there's a little pink dot that'll show you exactly who to talk to you to give you a hand. So necessary for yeah. an RPG. Yeah. But it also have, like, a text box saying, if you want a bigger hand, it's like, yeah, just go straight here. This is where you need to go. Or there's also a button to talk to your party. Or if you don't even want to press that button and talk to your party, you can just turn around and talk to the person in your party you want to talk to who will be like, yeah, we need to go to the waterfall. And they're like, it's stuff like that, that uh, you can just turn on all these options. There was a point where I was getting frustrated of it, cameras slow down when you're inside because you slow down a little bit. Mm. It's like, oh, this is kind of frustrating just walking around. And I was like, I'm, I'm probably not going to be able to call this. And I looked in the camera settings. Oh, yeah, here's camera speed inside. Yeah. Wow, okay. And, it's, and the Switch version adds so much stuff. Like, there's a, uh, there are things to make it harder for you on the main menu. So, for example, you could set it so I want to, I want it so if the main character falls in, part, in battle, then everyone falls. Like, persona style, everyone loses kind of thing. Or you can set it so townspeople lie to you. You just go there, like... <laughs> go to the waterfall. Yeah. The waterfall is nothing. Just fall it's off it's basically <laughs> that. Like, you go to the... Wa- people will tell you, like, what, yeah. Why would you want that? <laughs> the, I, I turned it on for a little bit. It's like, yeah, you can just leave town if you want to head through the front. And they told me this because I'm wanted in town. So I ended up getting, like, caught by the guards because they told <laughs> oh, me the no. wrong area because they wanted me to get caught. Huh. And it's stuff like that. It, just, it ends up being, feeling like such a modern RPG, but it still has that a level of heart that I don't think I've felt in a lot of modern JRPGs. Wow. Hmm. So uh, this is a very early game spoiler, but we... Y- your character realizes that they're the reincarnation of uh, something called a luminary, which is supposed to bring dar- light to the world. So he goes to the king of Heliodor to announce himself and say, I don't know what you need me to do, but this is who I apparently am. The king apparently has an issue with the, the luminary, traps it up in a dungeon, and then you eventually break out. When you return to your hometown, which like raised you as a kid, to like go talk to your mother and like, hey, I need to know what to do. You, fi- um, you find that, like, for whatever reason, everyone thinks that the character you are is supposed to be six years old and is off playing somewhere. So you eventually, like, go find your grandfather who you explain the whole story to him, and he's like, well, I don't really know what's going on, but, like, go find this, like, I buried something for you underneath the waterfall. <laughs> and so you find out, like, then you go back and find that the tree, which is, like, the main thing in Dragon Quest XI, like, the, the Yggdrasil tree, is sending you a vision of the past. So, because it didn't want you to deal with the fact that your entire town has been raised to the ground. Because the, the king basically destroyed the entire village and killed their family and all that. So you go to the waterfall, you dig up whatever your grandpa was telling you, and you find a letter from him saying, I know you don't believe this, but I talked to you today. I talked to an older you. And it's this very like heartwarming letter. saying like, And it finishes with this thing that grandpa apparently tells you, like, Bear no grudges in life and leave your li- heart full of love and you'll be fine. And it was, even this game is supposed to be very, like when I think about Dragon Quest, I don't think about a personal story. 
Hmm. But playing this, it's actually like tugging at my heartstrings a lot more than like any f- recent Final Fantasy game has. Wow. Hmm. That sounds cool. That's a really cool. Yeah, for I'm yeah. I'm really loving it, and I'm the only thing that's bothering me so far is because you know the game has like this English kind of localization of like uh, wet European stuff. There's a character named Eric who is supposed to sound like maybe Slavic, Icelandic. It's hard to pick that accent. It comes off like Joey Wheeler from Yu-Gi-Oh. Like it's very like New Jersey like accent, Brooklyn-y, like yeah. yeah. And like I can kind of hear the the Icelandic stuff occasionally, but not often. And it's just breaking me out. So I'm like, I'm just gonna turn it to the Japanese because this is bothering me so yeah. much. But I'm I'm really in love with that game. Who knows if it's gonna last the next ninety hours? But I'm I'm very glad I've picked this up. And it is like I said, exactly the kind of game that scratches the itch for me right now. And it's really pretty too. It even is, the Switch version. Yeah, it is. It's not one to one for the PS4 version because obviously resolution's lower, lighting's a bit lower. But it is of the impossible Switch ports like The Witcher and Doom and all that. This is, I think, the best looking one. Mm. Like I, I cannot recommend enough. If you're interested in this game, the Switch version is the one to play because it has co- like the you can change it to 2D mode whenever you want to make it look like an SNES oh, game. Yeah, and it's so, faster. Such a cool. So, like there was a point where like it says, oh well, you're not gonna be able to get into the king's castle before one, during nightfall because like they just closed the gates. So I'm like rather than stay at the inn, I'm just gonna turn to 2D mode at the church, then go outside and just grind for a while on enemies. And it's like, oh well, I gained two levels while waiting. Do you think that was like a intended feature? It it was for people who want to play it that way and don't really care for like the big 3D epic kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and if you want to play it that, way, if you want to play it like a lost in time JRPG that does not exist anymore, it still functions perfectly well like that. Exact same game, exact same story. Yeah, that really was fascinating. That was cool. I remember when they showed that in the show. I was like, really? And yeah. it's gonna play like the same? I guess so. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a fantastic game. And like, if you're interested at all, I highly, highly recommend it. Cool, Greg. Hi. We met in May. We met in May. Yeah, totally the opposite. Nina so, Freeman's new game. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, apologies to everyone. I mean, I know it's been a, we've been short on games to talk about today. Yeah. And you guys haven't been able to fill. But yeah, I've been re- re- playing a bunch of stuff for next week's show that I can actually talk about. Uh, however, yeah, uh, as you said, uh, Nina Freeman, uh, we would know her uh, here on this show. We've talked a lot about Tacoma before, obviously, a Fulbright game. She worked on with Steve and all them. And then Cybell. Which I think Sybil. I think Sybil. I said Sybil. I don't know. If no, I think I, I think when I talked about it originally on Gamescast, I called it Cybell, but it's actually Sybil. I said Sybil to me. her, and she did not correct me. So I think it's yeah. one of those things similar to your name where you're just like, you're talking about my game. Whatever you call it, I, I did a weird one, which was the one basically you were playing an MMO and you, you, making dialogue choices and all these different things. Uh, I had run into Nina at what? I guess it would have been the E3 uh, indie game night, the mm-hmm. mix thing. She was showing uh, We Met in May there. And basically, We Met in May is a game with uh, that she made along with her boyfriend, Jake, and then they have a composer friend who did the music. But it's uh, a vignette game. Which I don't think I was super familiar with. Or were you? Had you heard of Vignette Games? Yeah. Right. She put it in the when she sent the code and like you know the press uh, yeah. release thing. This is how she describes it. Right. Vignette Games. In our case, the Vignette Games contained in this collection are very short, focused games. Each one illustrates a different moment in the character's relationship. The Vignette Games in We Met in May are meant to be brief and memorable. These aren't massive 400-hour RPGs, so don't expect bazillions of hours of gameplay. In fact, only expect. An hour or less. Unless you want to share these at a party, then you can get lots of hours out of the collection by watching your friends try to pour sand directly into Jake's mouth in one of the vignettes called Beach Date. So when you start the game and get into it, right, and it's a PC game, you can pick it up, it's five bucks. Uh, Yeah. It's four (laughs) different... I know, right? This is how much I like Nina's (laughs) games, that I was willing to turn on a PC and uh, actually update Steam today. 
But there's four different, basically, vignettes that you click on, right? And as you move your mouse cursor over them, they animate a little bit, and you can jump in. And so, yeah, the ones that they are is basically, it's chronicling their relationship, right? Their boyfriend and girlfriend, I think, as I said at the top of the thing. And the first one is, you know, you bringing Jake to your, uh, you, you know, you're playing as Nina, uh, bringing Jake to your room for the first time. Not in a sexual sense, but, like, more like, hey, come on over and, like, let's get a drink or whatever. And it's very much like, in the room, the gameplay is uh, you haven't cleaned up before he got there. So, you know, it's like, do you want to hide your anime body pillow? Do you want to hide your bra you left out? Do you want to do this stuff? And if you do or don't, that then affects the dialogue and you get to pick what's going on. And so it's this very casual thing of she clearly, and we're getting her internal dialogue as you go, right? is feeling it she thinks he's cool right and she's worried about scaring him off in a room with all her nerdy crap and, and mangas and stuff mm -hmm. and of course she doesn't as you know they're already together i doubt there's a choice that ends the relationship it's not that kind of thing it's this vignette though of them you know feeling it out and that you know excitement when you first meet somebody you like and finding out they like you too or mm -hmm. at least like you enough to put up with your shit right second one is the beach date that she talked about earlier which is kind of almost like an octo dad kind of thing of them sitting on it and you control her arms and you're like picking up phones and picking up sand and dumping it on him and stuff and these are all like very watercolory, uh, you know, portraits of uh, a slice of life where you're jumping in and they look different every time kev can you bring this up real quick we met in may uh, and so you're dumping sand on him and dumping chips on him, but every time you do enough in the world, eventually you guys make eye contact and like everything freezes and there's like the dotted line of eye mm. contact. And again, you guys start getting closer and you're like, oh, I get it. It's them, you know, actually going mm. from being friends to maybe there's more to moving on. And then it's a, a clothing shopping mini game is the third one where you go into the changing room and you're putting on different combinations of outfits, which give you different kind of stats and you come out and then you, you've picked which uh, stat you wanted to play with from the outfit which then devastates Jake as he gets dropped because you're so beautiful or whatever. And then the final one is uh, back at the house, uh, and he's making <laughs> dinner, right? What? what a fucking thing. I hope up. he's okay with anime titties. Yeah, that, I put that up on my Twitter today, too, because it's, it's such a great one, right? What I a great actually have one. I've had that same thing of, like, I have a big Smash Brothers poster in my room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, it's it's of Palutena, and, like, I have it because, like, Link and Pitt are in there, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, if, if people get to see this and immediately see, like, oh, here's a big anime lady. yeah. Like, hmm, Big should I take this thing down? Or? Perf. Here's yeah. what I was talking about. Yeah, putting on your, your different outfits or clothes and combinations like that. You blow us up, Kev? I thought I yeah, saw it up, Kev. In the trailer, there was nipple pinching or something. There is, yeah. Going That's on the that? final one. It's like, again, <laughs> it's this chronicling the relationship, right? Of like, I like this person, but did they like me? I don't know. Second one. You can almost see side boob. Nice. Beach date <laughs> connection, right? Yeah. Well, Nina's very sex positive. You oh, know what I mean? Yeah. Body image uh, positive. Weeb pervs. And so, like, it's the progression. And so the final one, yeah, is them at their ha at home, uh, him cooking dinner. Pinching some nipples. And, yeah, you just, you know, it's her fucking with her boyfriend, right? And, like, it, him to them totally being in love, but her wanting to... Oh, it was, like, kind of a joke. Yeah. I only saw it in the trailer that was on Steam, you know? And I was like, huh, you th I thought you said it wasn't sexual. <laughs> No, no, it's totally just like how you fuck with each other. You know, when you've been in a relationship and you're just like screwing with each other, tweak their each other. Yeah, yeah, exactly, sure. exactly. All, All right. the time. Man. So yeah, it's a super short one. It's beautiful. Uh, I obviously like Nina's work, so I was uh, probably going to be in from the get go, and I was this way. It's just a cute cool. little uh, vignette into or four vignettes into these people's lives and watching their relationship progress, which I always think is cool. You sent me a code. I should probably like. You try should. That. Yeah. Get so off your anime titty code vein bullshit. <laughs> get, so on get off one. those anime titties. Yeah, get off these <laughs> anime titties. Them new anime titties. And it's like an hour for all those vignettes, right? right. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's more like 40 minutes. Mm. Right, right, right. Like totally, I would say, That's yeah. Because cool. I did it, like I bust, I went to lunch and came back and played before this and was done before any of you even showed what, up. I think. What do you, I mean, because looking at that, it's yeah. like, it kind of just seems like a lighthearted, fun 
uh, like there was Flower. No, no, not Flower. What's the game? The uh, mobile From Journey game. or the last year's mobile game that from uh, that game company? Uh, no, 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 no. The, the story based game. Florence. Florence. Yeah, 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 yeah. not Flower. Florence. Yeah, yeah. Um, that kind of the whole point of it was you know very simple basic gameplay stuff, but really it was more about the story and the emotion of the yeah. the, mm-hmm. the characters and and the vibe. How would that compare to this? I would say, I mean, in terms of that, Florence would be like a triple I indie. Right, like so. I mean, this would be like a what you'd expect from two, three people, including the composer, making a game. Yeah, it's super fast. It's super short. I mean, the gameplay in it really isn't even gameplay, right? There's no fail states or anything like that. It's you know, do I want do in the first one? Do you do you want to hide this stuff or not? And then you choose one of Mm -hmm. three dialogue options and see how that plays out. Second one's like Octo Daddy, like. Do whatever, and eventually you look at each other. Right, third one, you're gonna you have to just pick clothes. I don't think there's a wrong combination that he's you're gonna come out and he's gonna say you're ugly. The point is that he, <laughs> you, every time you come out, he's yeah. fucking oh my god, I, I'm crushed by how in love with this person I am. And then the final one is that cool, you're cooking me dinner, and I'm gonna just fuck with you. Like that, that's probably the most gamey one <laughs> yeah. because it is like you go up in between the conversations and try to grab his nips, and he'll block them, and you do it or whatever. <laughs> and then eventually, it does a very like. Uh, anime uh, Japanese game where like when you've done enough nipple pinches or if it just happens every time after a certain amount of time it cuts to a, a drawing of Nina's face and it does like and it's just everything yeah, blacks yeah. out except her eyes and then it's like hyper turbo nipple pinch mode <laughs> yeah. hyper yeah. instinct and then at the very end of that vignette it's like for me it was you know you pinched uh, Jake's nipples 29 times he's really impressed you know what I mean like, so I mean there's a little bit of that but cool. none of it is the game of it it's more of like going from friends to lovers I think Awesome. Yeah. Story we all know so well. You and I do, especially. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed, missed, we're becoming we one. We're becoming way. one. Yeah. Um, I, I want to talk just a little bit about Mario Kart Tour. I played oh, last week. You, uh, you weren't yeah. on the show last week. Have you played this at all? Yes, I've been playing it. Okay. Uh, he's yeah, I wanted to hear about it, I found out. Yeah, pretty much. Like I can't. St- I don't like it, but I keep starting it. And playing some more. And that's my problem, too. <laughs> it's the Nintendo bullshit. I, I get it. I know. Kev, can you bring up the, the link that I sent you real quick? Um, so last week, I essentially just talked a lot of shit about this game. Mm-hmm. And every single thing that I said, I stand by completely and entirely. But um, I, what, I had like an appointment that I had to do after Gamescast last Thursday. Yeah. Or whenever the fuck we recorded it. And I uh, was in a waiting room for like an hour. And I was like, well, what am I going to do? And so I just pulled up Mario Kart. I started playing. I played for that entire hour. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I'm going to commit to playing this, to opening this game and playing at least a little bit every day until the next games cast just to see do i hit a point where it like gets better right does, Clicks it, does, or... does it hit a point where i'm like oh this is where they're fucking me with the microtransactions or whatever um mario kart tour speeds to 90 million downloads in first week to become mm-hmm. nintendo's fastest ever mobile game launch it is free yes, yes. scroll down kev it's free to start to look at this uh sure. in in chart form mm-hmm. it's insane so much so much more sales than the, the other nintendo games um, well, okay, say downloads. Downloads, yes. downloads, sorry. Um, and yeah, it's the free-to-start type thing where it's like, honestly, the, the whole game is there and you can play it. Modes and features are behind a ridiculous paywall that I can't even imagine paying $5 a month to get mm-hmm. 200cc mode. Yeah. Did you did you do that at all? I did not. I, I saw it and I was like, I think it's like first week is free, so if you want to do that, you can. Or first month it. or whatever. But no, I I... I want more Mario Kart. I don't know that I want it in this form, but I'm still begrudgingly going to like accept it. Mm-hmm. But like, if the second they put out a new Mario Kart, it's new courses for Mario Kart. Not too many of them. Not though. too many, but it's also old courses I like. 
Yeah, the Yoshi's course from Waluigi Double Pinball, Dash. And like those sort of things. And I want to, I want to play those courses in a Mario Kart game I like with other people. And that is the main thing for me. Of like, I, it's a single player Mario Kart, and they try to, they fill it with bots that have real person, real people names. And some of the names are really, really weird. Like I don't understand where they're getting them from. One of them, I, there was a Toadette named Thought Sweeper, and I, like Thought was T H O T, and mm-hmm. I'm like. That seems very. They're so <laughs> they're so trying to trick you. They just no. want everybody who generally picks it up to think they're playing people. Well, I think like it's they they pull names from people who are actually playing. Okay, but so like uh, you're not. Was out there. But maybe. you're not. Maybe you're playing against their ghosts or whatever. Yeah. But it's a, again at the end of the day, it's a single player Mario Kart, and I cannot imagine that lasting me long term. After I've seen all the courses, be like, all right, well. Now what do I do with this? I'm and not having fun. it's such a mobile game where there's so many leveling systems that they don't explain to you, and it's just kind of like, okay, there's the weird pipe thing. You, know, you blow the pipe, you get stuff. Yeah. You get either a character or a cart or uh, a feature for the cart, like the little uh, parasails or whatever, right? But if you get multiple of each, then your like, combo meter goes up. Before you start every uh, race, you, you choose your character, and then you kind of choose your loadout of stuff. But it's just like there's so many, like, multipliers everywhere or just like numbers there's mm-hmm. a lot of numbers yes and i'm just like okay so every feature of the cart has a level system to it your character has a level system and it's just like it, it tricks you into feeling like you're you're getting stuff like you're progressing <laughs> but you're not getting anything mm-hmm. like it, it's i just want to play as koopa Troopa. i don't give a fuck how many wait what baby marios i have Level whatever the hell he is. What do the levels do then, though? They don't they, increase your speed. So the, and the... It's not so much increased speed. It's more like increases the points that you get. They yeah. just allow you to get more points. What do you so do with like the points? The, you, I, I don't really <laughs> fucking know. You, you can open boxes, and the boxes will is give it, you things that will give, give you more, more points. Yeah. To, it's like such a just random Wait, well, like. So you, <laughs> you level up, and you collect an in-game currency of points, apparently, mm-hmm. which you can use to open boxes that give you the same points. So check this out. There's the I mean, gold it sounds stars. Very confusing. Gold stars, essentially, you need a certain amount to unlock the next Grand Prix, right? Ah, so, so to, oh, let's to play say, the additional levels. Yeah, you need okay. 15 gold stars to get. So it's game progression. To open up the next Grand Prix. And that's total game progression. That's fine. Are those you, the points? When you play through a race, the races are two laps going through uh, any any of the, yeah. the maps. And it's getting first doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get the five stars. It, you can get up to five stars per race. To get five stars, you also need to use an item and get ah. the jump turbo start. Right. Checking and, boxes. And everything you do, it's like you get like points that are just kind of like adding up and up and up and up. And at the end, you get a, a point number that will determine if you get one star to five stars. So you- but... Depending on what character you use, you're leveling up your character because if, if my Koopa Troopa is level like tier five or whatever the fuck, then I and, uh, and my Toadette is tier four. If I played the same race with Toadette, I'd get less points. Okay. Y'all tell me Destiny 2 is confusing. No, be, no I'm just kidding. It's useless. It, no, I hate it. We agree that this is way <laughs> too confusing. confusing. It's Mario Kart. I should have just tried that, it. We had that same Destiny sickness of like. <laughs> But well, I, I know I don't like this, but... but yeah. And then it's like, oh, then there's rubies. And if you get enough rubies, then you can, like, blow the pipe. And then the pipe blows, and there's pretty colors. Yeah. You, know, you know what's interesting is, the, <laughs> you know, right for the longest time as mobile games were developing, a lot of companies were hiring uh, psychologists and uh, 
people look at like the, the gambling like, uh, yeah. reaction of you know getting the dopamine hit. That you're like, oh my god, I won! And it's really, it really sounds like they have studied and by the book almost. It's by the book getting That's you to be like, like, ooh, this ding, is dangerous man, ding, because <laughs> it's like, not good. Right? We can we can both agree on it. This is not good. It's yeah, not yeah. fun. It's not it fun. It's like keep total back. shit. Yeah, it, it's it requires surprisingly little skill, even for a game like Mario Kart. Yeah. I mean, that's the funniest thing is I would say the majority of the time you actually might do better if you don't control it. Just <laughs> let it go straight and it will just kind of like bob along to where you need it to go. Wait, it'll yeah. turn corners without doing anything? It's got like, you can't it's, turn that off that you, you're aware of? There's uh, no acceleration, uh, Frank. It's okay. just go. I, I should have I just tried I'm it. blowing my first why. pipe. Blow the pipe, Greg. <laughs> Who'd I fucking get out of the pipe? So pipes are like loot boxes. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you spent it. stars on yeah. them? No. You, you spend okay. rubies on them. Great. Mm-hmm. Really interesting because it is Nintendo has finally, though, hit it big with a mobile game that seemingly people are spending a ton of money on. This is by far their biggest hit, right? No. It's so, not I for mean, money? That, that's, that's the thing. Uh, Fire Emblem is still the biggest revenue-wise. That's it. But by time, in the period of time, yeah. sorry, this not like, like two and a half years. Scroll down. Yeah. Or however old that is. You're saying total revenue is bigger, I right? I mean, on average, Fire Emblem tends to do well every month. But like okay, but I'm saying how would so a week terms, of this compare in terms to week of, of Fire week Emblem one right player now. spending? Mario Kart Tour has taken third place with 12.7 million, finishing behind Super Mario Run 16.1 million, and Fire Emblem Heroes 28.2. Yeah, so Fire Emblem million. did better in the first. Oh, this week. is revenue though. Yes. you said you said okay, not downloads. 28.2 million dollars in a week. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Yeah, but that's third place. You're saying that's third place this behind third Mario place. Run right. and, and Fire Emblem made 28. how much? 28. Fire Emblem was 28. Yeah. 48. 28. Sorry, that's I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was trying to make sure I had right. <laughs> yeah. Crazy stuff though, man. Oh yeah. But where I was going with this though is they're finally, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm watching you and you like you walked into a wall or drove into a wall, did nothing, and it just kind of moved you along. Hmm. I'm gonna check it out. I don't know why I didn't yet. I had TwitchCon, you know, I think it came I out just when last like Yeah. So the controls are as follows, Greg. Left and right, change the direction that you're going. Up shoots an item forward, back shoots an item backward. That's it. Uh, okay. When the race goes <laughs> three, two, one, when two comes up, you, you hold down and you get the turbo start. You know what's interesting to me from the sound of it, though? So I'd still love some clarification. It's simple. Are you telling me you don't like it because it's simple or it's not fun? In other words, no. there's a lot of, it's not it fun. It doesn't feel good. That's yeah. the Not compared to other Mario Kart. feels great. This does not feel great. As a race, a vertical racer, apparently, that you touch. So, as again, it's something honestly. simple. It doesn't seem fun or, you know what I mean? It's easy to compare it to see, a full game. Here's my, here's my thing. Like, if this game were even a endless runner, like a vertical endless yeah, right, runner where you're getting. kind of just like, you're, left, you're right. going forward, Dude, you're going left yeah. and right, right, that would be better than this. Okay. So, yeah, mechanically, it's not interesting. Have you fun. ever played Drunk Mario Kart? This is that. This I is Drunk Mario Kart. Ball, yes. This is wait, like is this super, a Drunk Mario Wait, wait. Is this real? A real game? Or saying you're saying no, no, no. when you yeah. play when you okay, play okay. Mario Kart drunk, that's what it feels I've like. I've done that with Monkey this. Ball, Super Monkey Ball a lot. Yeah. Um, interesting. Okay, so but it's not fun. <laughs> and you keep going back though, simply because of these Pavlovian dings, and you want to level stuff up for you're not sure why. You've been psychologically. I, that was one thing. I, I kind of committed to myself that I wanted to play it for a week yeah. just to see where I'd okay. be at. You and said now, once now a day. I can confirm it's about once a day. You, yeah. yeah. You're gonna stop playing? I think I'm going to. Think so. What about you? Because why are you going back? I. Honestly, it was like <laughs> the real reason Grindstone got too hard. <laughs> ah, and you're like, already on your phone, and you're like, yeah, "Well, I'm like, I'm I like gonna, Mario Kart." 
pretty much, yeah. Okay. And I was like, okay, let's give this a shot. Franchise just, endearment. It's the same reason why I opened Twitter on my phone. I yeah. need to do something. Yeah, I got to do something, well, and I might as well like abuse idiot. myself. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. So yeah, Greg, your your first impressions? No, nah, that wasn't positive. But honestly, <laughs> it also was that I yeah I forgot about the auto drive forward thing you talked about. So like when I was doing it, I was holding left or right, trying to steer like I would in Mario Kart with the stick, right? Where yeah. it's like, oh, I have to actually take my finger off. Yeah. So you're which just, seems even less interesting. There's yeah, so much. How, for, I mean, granted, I put no money into it, and I will not buy the pass. But it's like Apple Arcade is literally this embarrassment of riches. Yeah. Like, there's so many things I still need. The NeoCab is on Apple Arcade. Did you know this? Mm-mm. Remember NeoCab? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's out now on Switch and I think PS4 today too. Or PC. Probably just Switch and PC. Anyways, it's on Apple Arcade. Like, I've been waiting for that game since we saw it in Indies. Like, fuck, yeah, yeah. I gotta play that. So, like, the last thing I was like, well, you know what? Sure, I'm enjoying Grindstone and uh, all these other games, but you know what else I wanna play? Fucking watered down shit Mario Kart. It's just <laughs> bullshit, though, because Mario oh, Kart should be fantastic. This should be an amazing mobile game. And it's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I didn't know it's a vertical only. It is not what I expected. And the when worst I hear thing the is, name. I want 200cc. Yeah. This feels so fucking slow. <laughs> and, and it's just like, those motherfuckers know what they're doing. But we'll see. I want I, Mario Kart 9. That's like, all this has done, it made me go like, when Mario Kart 9 comes out, I'm all in on yes, that. Let's go, baby. Yeah. Anyways, till then, this has been the Kind of Funny Games cast. Thank you very much for joining us. We're going to do a little post show here. Talk to the people in the Chittity chat. Till next week. I love you. Mm-hmm. Bye, everyone. Bye.